welcome to episode 18 of the Canada Club, the only place on the planet you can listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast this November. So everybody, welcome. And if you're new to the club, thank you. What took you so long on this episode? We're going to keep it very specific. I want to talk about what I think is going to be the biggest news in the pinball world next year. And that is the very simple fact that Stern Pinball is out of product. They are going to cut the allotment with each of their distributors and dealers, cut their allotments, and they are going to introduce new titles, and they are going to make you wait so long to get a game that you order the first month the game is ordered. And so they also want to add 25 new dealers to the Stern dealer list. And so Stern Pinball is about to do something that is absolutely bonkers. They're going to screw over the very people that expanded pinball for them. And what they're going to create is an environment that I predicted months ago. It's an environment in which you are going to be very lucky if you're ever able to buy a Stern LE machine at MSRP ever again. Because as you cut the allotment of your dealers and your distributors, they now are going to get less product. So they now are going to make less money. They now can't expand their business. How do you expand your business when you're getting less games from the company that everybody wants games from? So what they're going to do is what's happening right now at every single Chevrolet dealership. If you want to get a brand new Corvette, you're going to pay thirty to 50000 over sticker for it. If you want to get that Godzilla LE and my allotment just got cut, am I going to sell it to you for ten five? Because now I'm not getting as many LEs. It's not just that. I'm not getting as many pros or premiums. So as a dealer and as a distributor, I have two options. I can tell more people no and put less food on my table or I could say to myself, well, wait a minute. I've got 100 people that want this game. And does it do me any goodwill to sell it at MSRP? See, the old rationale was this. If I sell it MSRP, I'm going to get that goodwill customer to come back time and time again. But what does it matter now? If I'm not going to get allotments and I'm not getting allocated games, what does it matter if I keep that person coming back and back and back? Because I'm not even going to be able to get new product to give to them. And I'm definitely not going to be able to win new people over. See, that's the whole thing is when a distributor or a dealer sells you a game at MSRP, it creates great word of mouth. And so then they recommend you to their friends. But the problem now is over the last few years, all of you guys have recommended pinball to your friends. And now your friends are going to these distributors and dealers and they're out of product. They can't possibly supply the demand for these pinball machines. They can't. They're out of supply. And so what's going to happen is this. Dealers are going to say to themselves, well, you know what? Stern is treating us now like they don't even need us to expand pinball. They're using this as like an excuse. Oh, we need to expand pinball by adding new dealers to the list. No, they don't. Why do we need more distributors? Why do we need more dealers? This isn't like you need a showroom to go play these. They know that these games are bought via the internet. 
Like people buy these games before even seeing them, let alone playing them, let alone getting in a car and driving to a dealer to play it in their showroom. I bet going into a showroom and buying a brand new Stern is probably how less than 5% of games are sold. And if you go into a dealer now and you play a game, guess what? You're not getting it for six to eight months. If you put in an order on the first month, Godzilla Premium is available, you're waiting nine months to get your premium. If you ordered Jack Danger's new Jurassic Park Home Edition, guess what? Unless you get it right now, the next allotment for that is November of 2022. So you don't need more dealers to expand pinball. What they need to do to expand pinball is increase manufacturing, which is crazy to say that Stern Pinball at 500 games a week is not nearly enough supply to fulfill the demand. And best believe it, I guarantee you, Stern Pinball is looking at the market right now and they are going to expand. They are going to expand because they are leaving so much money on the table. There's a rumor that they have $30 million in orders that they have yet to make. But what we're gonna see is this. If you're a distributor and you're a dealer, you have to be looking in the mirror and saying, all right, my only option is this. I can't sell these at MSRP anymore because it's pointless. The goodwill that I'll create is pointless. The goodwill is not going to get you anything. Oh, great. So you gave all these pins away at MSRP, and then you're watching these guys sell them and scalp them and flip them for thousands more, and you don't see a penny. Let's take Godzilla LE, for example. A thousand available. Let's say you get 10 LEs. Are you going to sell them for $10,500, or are you going to sell them for the market price? And we're going to start seeing that market adjustment happen across the board. But here's the crazy part. I used to think that the market adjustment price was only going to be on the LE machines, but that's not the case anymore. You're also going to see market adjusted prices on premiums and pros, especially if the wait to get a premium is nine months. Who the hell wants to wait nine months? And the scariest part is this. Stern Pinball is not hitting pause on new title releases to make all the games and the back orders they have. They are going to continue to release new titles which is absolutely inane when you think about it. You can't even make the games that are ordered today. You can't even make the games that have been ordered for the next six months. So why would you release a new title? Why would you release a new title? Why would you release Rush when you can't even make The Mandalorians? Why would you release Elvira 40th if you haven't made the other Elvira orders? The answer is this. It's very simple. It's greed. It's absolute greediness, and they're going to make the LE versions of these games a few premiums and a few pros, and then that's it. That is it. It looks like they're probably making only like 1,500 to 2,000 of each title, regardless of how hot it is. That's how many they're going to make, and then they're going to move on to something else, and that's how they're going to do it because Stern Pinball, we were used to Stern Pinball having a portfolio of games on the line at any time. The entire world has turned upside down. It used to be that Stern's dealers and distributors were their sales force. And when you think about what a sales force is doing for you, it's going out there and finding new customers. It's going out there and inking new deals. It's going out and getting you orders. The problem now is nobody is a salesman anymore. They don't have to sell you anything. Every game is selling itself. 
and there are more people throwing money and waving money at these dealers and distributors that they're not a sales force anymore. They now have to determine who gets one. This is more of a lottery than it is a sales force. I need to determine who am I gonna hook up and give a deal to. And you're not gonna see this below sticker anymore. And for the longest time, all of these people that were getting street prices on their LEs and they were getting like a thousand off the MSRP, those days are gone forever. It's not even, MSRP days are gone forever. If you get a game at MSRP, congratulations, you just made money. But how can a dealer and a distributor watch this for much longer? It's over. It is absolutely over. And what's also crazy is the days of getting a deal are over. The days of pinball machines being affordable are over. It's now a very expensive hobby. And we haven't even come close to seeing the ceiling yet. And if you're a company like Jersey Jack Pinball, I was thinking about this. If you are Jersey Jack Pinball, why wouldn't you sell your next collector's edition direct? Why wouldn't you sell it direct? Why would you hand money to a distributor for the game? You don't need them anymore. I mean this when I say this. You don't need them anymore. If you hire somebody, think about it. Why do you need distributors if you don't need people to go find you new sales? I know this is not a very popular thing because I'm friends with a lot of distributors, but if I'm Jersey Jack Pinball, why do I need to give games to distributors to find customers when customers have already found us and want us and will pay top dollar and we can put every single penny into our banking account? Now, people would argue you need distributors to handle customer service issues. You need distributors to be the liaison between the customer and the company. And my answer to that is why? Why don't you just hire some customer service people? That's all they're doing. If you need to send a tech out, there's a whole network of local techs all over the world. So why exactly do you need a distributor to sell your collector's editions? Why does Stern need distributors to sell its LEs of its machines? Why? Now, I get the reason why Stern uses them with the LEs because they force those distributors to buy premiums and pros. But Jersey Jack is not like that. They don't do that model. They don't have the three-tiered system and they don't do it very effectively. Now, if you're Jersey Jack and Toy Story C is around the corner and you wanna make as much money as possible, why wouldn't you sell them direct? Maybe you sell 500 of them through JJP and 500 through distributors. I think they're gonna do something like that. I think we're gonna see 1,000 Toy Stories, 500 Woody editions, and 500 Buzz editions. And that is how they're gonna do it. And I think they're gonna be $15,000. If Jersey Jack Pinball does not price their CE at $15,000, they're leaving money on the table. Now, I've realized over the last few years, this is what I predicted would happen, that this hobby would grow to a point where the industry would realize that the people who buy these machines are very well off. They have a lot of money. They have way more money than these machines cost. It doesn't mean anything to most of them. And we're at the point now where not only are the LEs out of supply, so are the premiums and so are the pros. And now, it's crazy right now, a Deadpool LE is now a $15,000 pinball machine. A Stranger Things LE, $15,000. A Mandalorian LE inbox just sold recently for $18,000. $18,000 for a Mandalorian LE. The machine is not even good. It's not even a great pinball machine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the greatest news about all of this, right? The greatest news about all of this shortage is this is music to the ears if you're American pinball, if you're spooky pinball, 
If you're anybody else, Pinball Brothers, if you're anybody else making games, P3 Multimorphic, get those games in boxes. If you're anybody else and you have anything in a box, it's going to move. Because as we see, if Stern cuts the allocation of their games to each dealer and distributor, guess what's going to happen? They're going to need to fill in that loss of product with something else. And that's why we saw 500 Legends of Valhalla go and 1,750 Spooky Machines go, no questions asked. No questions asked. Spooky showed you no gameplay, nothing. The games are very, very barren, and yet they sold through right away. Why? Because nobody has any inventory. And in a world with no inventory and all of these rich collectors and players, and again, it's not just collectors, anyone who wants a new inbox pinball machine is banging on the door of their dealer and distributor. Guess what? I don't have anything. I have no food in the restaurant. I have no music on Spotify. If you want to hear a song, you're going to have to pay more money. This is where we're at. The demand is clobbering the supply. And now Stern is about to screw over the very people, the very people that helped them expand pinball all these years. They're totally going to screw them over because now there's nowhere for them to grow. If you're a distributor and a dealer, Stern just cut your ability to get new customers. So here's what I also think they're going to start doing. You're going to start seeing more and more of these dealers and distributors start to buy back games. The same way a car dealership buys your old car back and then flips it for a profit. So if you're Zach Many over at Flippin' Out or you're Coin Taker Chris and Melissa or you're Nick Parks over at the pinball store, you're going to want as much buyback as you can get. No hassle buyback. We'll pick up the game. We'll give you a good price. And they're going to buy these things back for more than they even sold them to to customers. It is crazy, but it's going to happen. If you have a Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition and your distributor gave it to you for twelve five, and he says, hey, I'll buy the game back for you for $15,000, maybe you sell it to him because he gave it to you at MSRP. It's a win-win, and then he's going to take that game and go sell it for eighteen. dollars and maybe people are going to do more of that, but we're going to see a lot more of that because that's the only way these dealers and distributors can have inventory. It sucks to say it, but pinball is going to be a lot like the car industry. And I know that you guys who hate car arguments hate this, but it's happening and we're seeing it right now. And when the hot new game comes out, like let's take, for example, Back to the Future rumor. Imagine if Stern comes out with a Back to the Future Super LE. Do you think they're even going to put a price on it? No, they're going to do exactly what they did with Elvira 40th. They are going to give it to their distributor at some asinine price, and they're going to let them set the price. And I'm telling you right now, if they made only 88 Back to the Future super limited edition games, they could sell those in this market, only 88 Back to the Future. You're talking thirty to $50,000 and they would sell out immediately. I get my popcorn out, I'm out. I am so tapped out because I don't think any pinball machine on planet Earth, there is no pinball experience on planet Earth that is even worth more than $8,000. And I mean that. I've played every single pinball machine that's been out in the last five years. I've played the old classics. I love pinball. I love playing pinball. But a pinball experience and playing a pinball machine to me, it's like $8,000, zit. That is more than any game should ever be worth. 
And yet it's not even that. We're valuing, what, what are we valuing now? What are we valuing, right? How is Ghostbusters LE now a $15,000 machine? How is Deadpool now $15,000? How is Tron $20,000, right? What are we valuing? We're not valuing the game. We're not valuing the experience. We're not. We are simply valuing the scarcity. It's now a commodity. There's only this many in the world and there's this many people that want it equals this price. Now, I'm not going to change that. None of my ranting and raving on my show will change that. That's the current pinball marketplace. Do I think it's going to go down anytime soon? No, it's going to get worse next year. Do I think I would sell my collection and cash out? Absolutely, I would. And for those of you who are like, well, you know, but what about them being fun? Yeah, great. It's fun. But the more I see these prices go through the roof, the more I'm like, guys, these are coin-operated machines where you were meant to just take some quarters and have fun for 10 minutes and go home. And now it's no longer cost-effective to put these into your homes, right? And I mean that when I say it. It's no longer cost-effective to put these things in your homes. Are you going to play a $15,000 pinball machine 15,000 times? Like that's the break-even point. That's the break-even point. Because if you put 15,000 plays on your game, God bless you. And as I said before, it would be amazing if people put the same number of plays on their games as the game cost, but we're not going to see that. And so I'm here to just tell all of you, I think it's going to be a brutal year for your wallet next year. I think it's brutal news for dealers and distributors that Stern is doing this. And I think the future marketplace of pinball is going to be one in which the prices are going to soar. It doesn't mean the products are going to get much better. This is the scariest part. The products and the innovation are not skyrocketing like the prices. They're not. Look at Legends of Valhalla. There's like nothing in it. $8,400. $8,400 for a non-licensed game with nothing in it. And they sold through every one. Look at Halloween and Ultraman, right? Look at those games. You can get those up to $10,000. What's in those games? Seriously. I could do a whole show about how pretty they are, but I couldn't even do five minutes of a show about how there's magical mechs in the game, or there's toys that are blowing people away, or there's modes that are wow. No, there's nothing. It's all about the artwork. People just gush about how beautiful pins are now, and then you're like, well, what's actually in it? And you're like, well, I don't know, you know, some, some, some uh, scoops, and come on, there's like no real engineering feat happening in those games. You know, I get it's got multi-layers of play fields, but come on, engineering? Is that an engineering feat these days? But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. These games are going to sell through. And that's the bad part for consumers. When things will sell regardless of quality, when things will sell regardless of magic, when things will sell regardless of theme integration, what's going to happen is this. You're going to get less for your money. There's no competition for sales anymore. The only competition happening is a supply chain competition. Who can get the parts? Whoever can get the parts will win at the end of the day. That's all that's happening. But this current climate kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. And it's going to bleed your wallet. And you're not going to see incredible magic in the games because they know, why don't we just take more out and sell them for these high prices? And what else are they going to buy? Because that's really where it's at. What else are they going to buy? There's nothing available. 
Everybody, this has been Canada Club episode 18. Thank you so much for your contributions. I really do appreciate it. And we're going to start doing it more like this. I'm probably going to end up doing more club episodes than main episodes. And if that's going to get me to lose your Twippy vote, I really don't care. Because I want to say thank you to those who say thank you to me. And so many people, so many people tune into all my Facebook Lives. So many people have listened to 650 episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast. And when you ask them for a simple $5 a month donation for all of that free content. You know what they say? Nope, I'm not contributing. I've got three to 4,000 people that enjoy this content and only 260 people subscribe. So think about that for a moment, all right? And tell your kids, because I'm raising Killian, when you're good at something in life, never do it for free. Club episode 18, finito. And if you can't be next to me, your memory is ecstasy. I miss you more than I, I miss you.